We're gonna give you what you want. Something new, something fresh. As of now, you are the authority. And as long as we give you less of what you don't want and more of what you do, WWE will always be then, now, and forever. Ladies and gentlemen, Dirt Sheet Productions proudly presents The Nightmare Before TLC. Life. Lads, we're fucking geniuses, aka Nick is a fucking genius. Yep, Nick is a god. Nick deserves all the points. None for Steve, because he's had no. a nap. Speaking Steve of points, is, I'm not drinking any points, but I'm drinking on the podcast for the first time in three months because I'm gonna because I realize I'm okay yeah. to drink whiskey. Great. Welcome. Well, whiskey is the god of all alcohols, as we all well know. It is. Except for proper twelve. That's just a whole other piss. But Nick, welcome back to the land of the drinkers. And Thank you. You know what? I will drink to your drinking. <laughs> Very much. Oh, there we go. Please and indulge. I, I don't have a. I don't have a please indulge. It came through very clearly, and what I can hear right now, but that's because the the filters aren't on. So that's it. Yeah. For once, we can hear you can. And Steve mm, is probably going to hate hate editing this <laughs> oh, because yeah. we've had to all the background had, noises <laughs> for context for people we normally record this through our discord channel which you can find on our twitter account if you go to twitter.com forward slash the aw pod um you have the link to the discord there it's where we normally record unfortunately our host and stupid sexy producer has decided to go for a nap because he's up early for work tomorrow <laughs> and he's a very old man <laughs> he's a very old man and it's very selfish of him so incredibly selfish for him to go for this nap. But because of that, we're having issues actually launching the recording software that we need to record for Discord. So Nicky, in his role as genius, has managed to figure out how to do this. So the audio may not be the usual audible chocolate that you get from us, but please bear with us. We're trying our best here. Uh, but yeah, lads, wrestling. Wrestling fucking wrestling. happened this week. Some great wrestling happened this week. A lot nah, of it. I don't know. I was a bit disappointed, to be honest with you. Did yeah. you not watch NXT, Fitz? <laughs> Raw. Was I not Raw entertained? Was amazing. The Creed Brothers, Fitz. The Creed Brothers. Creed as in, like, the, the band that played the song My Sacrifice? They may well have been in the band. I honestly don't have a fucking clue. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we're going to get to all that shit later, I think. But, Fitz, in your role as the resident AEW stand... <laughs> <laughs> and interim host. I'm going to leave you take the reins on this one because uh, All Out happened. Yeah, it did. Tell us oh all the tales. Boy. Um, it, it, it was a very kind of well-received pay-per-view for the most part. I think the vast majority of feedback was that it was definitely AEW's best pay-per-view thus far. And some, including myself, have suggested that it is possibly the greatest wrestling pay-per-view in at least the last decade. Hard to argue that. If you're going to say all time, I might have argued, but last decade, very hard to argue. Yeah. Yeah. Some people have even said back as far as WrestleMania X7. 
Mm. I'm kind of leaning to around about that myself, to be perfectly honest. I can't think of any that I've enjoyed as thoroughly start to finish as that. That's where I'm approaching it from. I don't necessarily think that there was, you know, moments on the show that were out of this world spectacular. But as an overall start to finish, the show didn't drop for me at all. So I'm struggling to remember a pay-per-view throughout all the different promotions, throughout all the different years that had that high consistency from start to finish. Yeah, I have the card there on our our production sheet thing. And like, I'm looking at the card. Obviously, the buy-in was, you know, that was the buy-in. But um, from the main card, I can't think of any match that I would said was bad or was, well, Paul White and Peter I literally missed that entire match because I went to the toilet. I literally, that was my... Entire match missed because I did go to the toilet for that time. It served its purpose. It did. Got me yeah. ready for the main event. Um, now, one thing I did find quite hilarious, and it's one thing that I genuinely do like about the world of professional wrestling, is the our good friends over at the Wrestling Soup were not fans of this show. And I loved the fact that they weren't a fan of it because it just gives that true-to-life feel that you know, people have their likes and their dislikes and people can like things and people can not like things. And I'm not going to get butt hurt over it. Just like I know they wouldn't get butt hurt over if I didn't like something that they liked. We're all able to like different things. And the beautiful thing is we should be able to have good conversations about it. That's mad being an adult about things, lads. It's not shocking stuff. It's crazy I, I did, As soon as I heard that show, I did feel the urge suddenly to go on Twitter and go full Karen. But, you know, I, I, I decided <laughs> against that in my better judgment. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. Um, yeah, I'm like, growing you, as a person. But even if you look at, like, among ourselves, like, we were kind of talking, obviously, we were all watching it at the time. And looking at, like, individual matches... Like, for me, I really enjoyed the tag title match. Thought it was an amazing match. Really, really did enjoy it. But for me, it wasn't the best tag match that AEW done last week. Because from my <laughs> own tastes, I preferred the uh, Santana and Ortiz versus FTR match. Such a hater. Such a just, hater. <laughs> just because it's more the style of match that I enjoy watching. Again, this is no way shitting on what was a fantastic. Killing fantastic, the business. It, it, it kind of killed the business a bit. I did not like the whole Penta getting straight up from the crossbody at the end, considering he took the brunt of the wallops. But look, I, I'll, I'll bite my tongue on it. It was it was one very small part of what was otherwise an amazing match. But again, that kind of goes back to what Fitz was saying of the joys of something like wrestling is, even among a group of four lads who generally we have pretty similar tastes for 90% of the wrestling we watch. Tag wrestling seems to be the 10% where we can kind of differ quite a bit. And it was nearly a divide of myself and Steve were kind of like probably preferred the Revival or the FTR match. And you guys probably preferred this Did one. you just call them the Revival? I nearly dead named oh. them, but I corrected myself midway <gasps> through it. I am so, so I'm so sorry. Don't have a how dare you. Damn, I need to get a how dare you. I, can we get I some will, cancel coins in the chat for Gordo, please? I will, yeah. get, I will get my notes app apology ready and post it on Twitter within the next hour and a half, I promise. Please do, because if JR goes down the ship for calling the wrong names, then El Gran Gordo has to go down in that ship as well. Yep, no, I, I, I do apologize. Uh, I do apologize. Uh, but also, I'm not going to go full Jim Gordette on this show. Um, yeah, just amazing start to finish. And thing was, people were more, as good as the wrestling was, people were more taken aback by the surprises, or so-called surprises. I mean, none of them were, everyone, they're all rumoured that were just, you know, everyone was expecting at least two of them to happen. Yeah. 
and still nobody it cared. Nice, nice nobody to get cared because and there was the actual good. surprise of Minoru Suzuki coming out. That was the only actual legit. Uh, I say out of nowhere, we knew he was in America, but I have a feeling that J Dog might have been a bit excited when he came out. <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out there. There's a chance, lads. There's a chance he may have been happy. Just saying. I don't know. He, he's like I've I've heard some someone I've heard someone mention before. A little birdie told me that J Dog's a bit of a fan of El Minoro. I mean, looking at the chat right now, literally he says, I love Minoru Suzuki. So that's, <laughs> that's kind of a little bit of a giveaway. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, Which is weird awesome. because I always thought that Jordan was, you know, uh, a lover of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. But, you know, f- fair enough, like, you can't have it both ways, Jordan. <laughs> oh, that's Jeff. Oh, it just was so good. It was so damn good. Uh, yeah, I, I did just the perfect way to book a pay-per-view overall. Like the matches, they weren't, they didn't go too long. Like there were some of them that went a little long. They probably could have, as Steve mentioned, I think in our chat as well, they probably could have caught a few minutes off of. But I, I don't think the matches, any of them went too long. Uh, they were all good quality matches, bar the one, as we mentioned, and the surprises were fantastic. It's just the perfect way to book a show and it's perfectly paced as well. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Oh, uh, that is probably the biggest criticism and probably the biggest fair criticism that most people would agree with and i say rational people would agree with is that the shows are quite long and because of that the structure of the the flow of the matches hasn't clicked perfectly yet until this show like they said no match went too long every match pretty much hit the sweet spot there was good storytelling in most matches different styles it's like going through the carriage of the buy-in which is the buy-in you kicked off with a hot TNT championship match between Miro and Kingston. Followed that up with Mox and Kojima with the Minoru Suzuki running at the end. Well, walk in. Um, the Kazanir Nare pop, which I think I heard Jordan screaming all the way from Kildare. <laughs> Didn't get uh, it on the Wednesday, though. Match. Didn't get it on Wednesday. Oh, we will talk about that. Cancel them. <laughs> the women's match, perfect. Again, perfect length, good show. Nothing. <laughs> we were we were waiting for botches, possibly, but old man Steve did not get his botches. The best non gimmicked match that Britt Baker has had for me. I thought she was yeah. fantastic. I thought the two yeah, were I'd very agree. good here. Yeah. Um, best match Statler has had. Full stop. The only reason I say best gimmick match for Britt was obviously she done the match with Rosa, which was just an absolute absolute fucking carnage but a fantastic mm. match I don't know which one I prefer but the best just straight up wrestling match this was fantastic for me yeah both again two relatively green superstars in that sense of the word Brit's only been doing it at this level for a couple of years Chris Statland is what 26 something like coming that, back from nine months out with a bad knee injury and stopping short of the I was at the the moonsault attempt on the outside I think it was a perfect match yep the steel cage, though, Gordo, you had uh, you in, you were enjoying this. To my surprise, I thought you'd be hating this. No, I what was the what was the thing I put in the super secret production chat? I said I put it sent a text, something along the lines of it's one of it's a match that I know I would be going absolutely berserk for if it was in the arena, but there's certain aspects of it that don't hit with me watching on TV. I'm a, bit, I'm a bit weird in that front. There's certain matches that I will love live but won't like watching on TV. This one, I, I said, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a very good match. But for me, for a TV wrestling match, I just preferred the match that was on on Wednesday, um, the FTR match. Um, mm. Again, it was still fantastic. The story was 
brilliant throughout. Um, obviously, I, I, I just I've, I've loved Penta since Lucha Underground days. So to see them finally getting the titles is good. I thought the Bucks title reign had definitely run its course. Mm-hmm. So I think that was it's part of the reason I was enjoying it was because I was starting to feel that they might actually take the titles off them. Um, although I thought the right move was probably giving it to Santana and Ortiz in New York, but mm-hmm. I'm also excited to see what they do with it with Lucha Brothers. But it's the first time I've properly enjoyed a Lucha Bros match in a while because they didn't actually have to tag in and out. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see when it comes to them defending the titles. Didn't JR comment at some point? There's not going to be no tagging, or he thought there was going to be tagging in the match or something. I think yeah, he, he did. He did like right yeah. near the start. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, look, it was a very good match. I, I really enjoyed it. As I said, I, I wasn't a fan of the Penta no-sell on the crossbody at the very end, but it's a nitp- it's a nitpick on what was otherwise a really, really good match. The one thing that stood out for me for this was we were all, everyone, I think, nobody really saw the Lucha Bros winning this. I picked the, the lead up to it. Win. I know well, I wasn't on the prediction Nikki. show last week to say it, but I did actually pick them. In you weren't here to happen things. fake news. <laughs> But in, in, to be fair, it with the story that was being told on TV, it was you weren't exactly being led to believe that it was going to change. Um, no, th- that's why. Well, to me, and obviously I can only base that on my opinion. But I like the fact that they swerved us, so it was you know strong heel momentum going into the match uh, without that kind of pre um, pre pay per view. Uh, go home show where you get the the baby face surge i was enjoying the fact that they did the title swap here in circumstances like this because it kind of sets the tone that titles can really change at any time just a, a little nuance on the match that i quite liked Yeah, no, it was, yeah, really enjoyed it. Um, I liked even the visuals afterwards of the shot of Penta with the, with the kids and stuff like that. It was just, <laughs> just covering his kids in covering blood. Covering his own kids in his own blood. Um, cause <laughs> did he, was he made, bleed a lot of his own blood? He was made bleed his own blood. Um, I did, I did love at the press conference they did after the media call. Like, you know, they came out and did their interview and the, the belt was still covered in blood. Did you see it the was picture? Still covered in blood and dynamite. Was it? Yeah, I'd know yeah. some dynamite. <laughs> Did you see the picture uh, Alex Abrahantes put up on Twitter uh, like the day after? He'd taken a picture just before he went out to do the press conference. Mm. And it's like the guy's masks, obviously the torn masks next to the belts on one of like the road cases backstage. But it's a close-up of the belt covered in blood. And you can just see the mask off to the side and everything. It's just a really, really class picture. Mm. Uh, Jeff, that was really, just really, really good shit. That's really, really good. The um, Canadian destroyer off the top looked sick. Yeah, people could have died. <laughs> yeah, I, I, like in certain circumstances, the destroyer looks fantastic. I will openly admit that most of the time it looks naff as shit, especially when Dustin Rhodes does it, like from a standing position in the middle of the ring. It just looks so stupid. You know, the physics of it just makes no sense. But off the top rope, you can see why it. There is an element of sense to it, but it just looked like Matt Jackson's neck got kind of sponged into it. Yeah, he looked a bit low. Like he looked it. a bit low. Yeah, and I think it was a reinshared one in the in one of the group chats earlier of um like a package pile driver at some shindy show. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Holy oh. fuck, that looked naff. No way would I be kind of condoning that sort of shit. 
Uh, if if, Rina, if you can find it shared in the chat for people to see, it's it was it was not good. But uh, do you know what? I love Alex Abrahantis as well. I think he's a perfect fit for the group. Well, look, Penta says. Post- <laughs> yeah, like that got over. That's a thing. And uh, even at the the post uh, pay per view scrum, they just come across as a trio. They come across so well. Um, but also, he, he does. They do need him anyway for translation, so it fits that he fits in well yeah. with them. Like, and the yeah. entrance, and the entrance, the entrance, yeah, fantastic entrance with the masks and the the, the props. That was fucking cool. And the uh, wasn't Mikey, um, uh, Mikey oh, Ruckus, wasn't it? Ruckus yep. with the the rap on the way to the ring. Fantastic, easily the best live music intro on the show. Well, you mean it wasn't better was. than the, the amazing guitar performance from the fuzzy guitarist? No, 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 it was not better. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that just cemented the fact that Judas will no longer be the song that everyone is singing? Like, it's, it's annoying, it's, it's annoying because if that, I'm, I'm glad that wasn't Jericho's last match as it turns out, because if that had been and the crowd didn't get to do a proper Judas entrance, yeah. sing-along with that, it would have been an absolute disaster. It's grand, they have cult of personality now, it's the new sing-along song. <laughs> Grand-like. Uh, yeah, no, it was good fun. Uh, then after the tag match, what we have? Uh, the Casino Battle Royal. Again, standard My, Battle Royal. It's are a always Battle Royal. Yeah, they're, they're always fun. The big news there, obviously, was the Joker. The destination was finally known for Ruby, 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 Soho. Um, yeah, it was fun. Uh, first time the Joker has won a Battle Royal, I believe. I think yes. so. Yeah, they usually just uh, surprised when someone else wins. Yep, so yeah, Plus you had to find uh, the women's side. Uh, that's yeah, that's, so yeah, that's yeah, about correct. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, on the women's <laughs> side. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, so it was. Yeah, it was. Plus it the was final two Ruby Soho, Tanda Rosa. Hell Perfect. yes. I need yeah. lots of matches between those two, please and thank you. Um, yeah, and Poor you can um, see how much it meant to her as well. It was just a chance of her to say, right, I'm back. You know, to kind of relaunch herself. Because yeah. um, everyone knows how good she is. Sure, she knows how good she is, but this is a chance for her to actually be able to show it. So, Well, get some recognition as well. Like She was grossly misused in, in WWE. Yep. Like okay. For someone who has so much marketability and genuine talent, it easily makes the shortlist of dropped balls, figuratively speaking, for... Yep. um. For talent in WWE, because it's it's such a home run. I can't understand how they didn't use her properly, just because she didn't fit the bill. Yep. Well, I think it's a standard thing across most of the surprises, at least for WWE people on this show. Um, in general, I think that's it's for people. Bar Brian, I think everyone they've signed basically that from WWE has been that case. Yeah. What you're about to say? I'll leave you finish your sentence. Yeah. No. No. I was going. I was going to hit that. I was going to mention that as well. But what I was thinking was when it comes to the uh, the old social media rules for WWE were breached a lot. Poor Juan was a very busy man on Sunday <laughs> night. Uh, like the amount of people that were acknowledging her and obviously acknowledging the other person who interfered after, or well, who appeared after the main event that wasn't Mr. Danielson. Um, the amount of people that were acknowledging both of them from the WWE side and from absolutely everywhere, it just shows how appreciated these people were by their peers. But seemingly not, but not by the well enough committees. by the actual booking of the company itself. Um, so no, it's, 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 
Sure, Adam Cole is going to be a manager for Keith Lee. Yeah. For Keith Lee. Yeah. Fuck's sake. If you want a manager for Keith Lee, Stokely Hathaway or Malcolm Bivens, whatever his name is, he's your guy. Definitely, that's too hard. Pairing. It's too hardcore. Yeah. It's too and hard. Also, the fact that Keith Lee can actually talk. Mm-hmm. Just saying, man can talk. So you know uh, the way there is like you know they do put up the creative positions on the website every now and again, Gordo. You ever think of applying? I have thought of it. <laughs> I've, I've legit thought of it, but then I'm like, I'd have to go back to the podcast and find clips. <laughs> well, we have the the recordings up on YouTube of the. The, oh yeah, the, the poolside bookings. Remember we used to do those. Yeah, but was it mine revived the revival? It was. Think, yes. I, I don't. I don't think we're going to be reviving the revival anytime soon. <laughs> oh. Fake, f- fake, fucking uh, Scott Dawson. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, big swerve after this one, though. Chris Jericho defeats MJF. Yeah, I think it was big was swerve it was... or obvious call. No, I, I would say Big Swerve. I thought he was done. Uh, I thought, honestly, I, as much as I love Jericho, I think he should be done. It's probably more so what it was. I think he was done until they heard his commentary on fucking Rampage last Friday. <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, He's a great commentator. <laughs> all I'm saying is, Steve would be very unhappy having to edit one of his podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Gordo, I'm very interested to hear your thoughts on that. But first, let me just talk about my good friend, <laughs> my good buddy, DDD oh, Yoga. <laughs> lads, when he went to cut the fucking promo last week and he turned around and he's like, that's a great question, Jim. But first, I was like, Omaha Steaks. <laughs> Omaha steaks with JR's barbecue sauce. Um, uh, but yeah. you know what? They, they got me in this match. The false finish with the foot and the rope. Yeah, they got me and they, they hooked me in. They made, I, this was probably the even, no, well, not even including Paul White, QT Marshall, because that was just a non event. But everything else on this card to me was more exciting. This match, I had no hopes for this match, but it still delivered. Yeah, can't argue with that. It was mm-hmm. really good match. MJF went for a fucking assay moonsault to the outside at one stage. Um, nice recovery. Kind of didn't stick to landing fully on his feet, but done a nice mm-hmm. little slide out and stuff. It was a nice little touch. Um, yeah, and really good fair match. Fair play to AEW for bringing in VAR. Yep. yep. That one day. specific situation only. Well, they've made a cannon now, so let's see if they continue with it or if it was just a one-off. They, they made Hope. a cannon, but then disregarded it later in the show <laughs> so they've already fucked themselves they've already fucked themselves see, uh, see there but we go to be fair the story made sense and also I don't know if this was intended or not but what move did Chris Jericho do to MJF to turn the tides bit of foreshadowing possibly with his power bomb on the apron oh Kevin ah uh, yes ah are, are are we going to are we going to talk about potential Mount Rushmore talk now, or will we wait a while longer? Uh, we only have one more uh, match, I suppose, before it. Um, two more matches. Well, we're not talking two about two in Paul, a bit. We're, we're not talking about the Paul White match. Yeah, we still have two matches. Yeah, yeah, I know. But we'll be getting to we'll be getting to the Mount Rushmore bit as part oh, of okay. the main event. Ah, uh, okay. I, was that. Yeah. I got you. Okay. There's one match so between the, the match where that would come up. I'm saying because. CM Punk's yeah. debut match, Darby Allen. Long pants. That was that odd. was the shock of the match. Very weird to get used to seeing him in tights. Like, I really hope it's not a long term thing. 
it just doesn't look right. It does look a bit off, doesn't it? Definitely, it does look it, like weird. it's it's just it's, it's just off-putting. That's what it is. It's it doesn't feel like it's the way you should be because you're so used to seeing him in trunks. But it was yeah, like the I time Jericho know. came back and moved to trunks, and it was so weird. So yeah, but you got used Punk, to it after a while. Though. That's Punk it. Was, Punk was reverse Jericho. <laughs> I wonder why he did it. Like obviously he's still in shape. Like it's not a a body issue. I would have thought. Maybe it's just a different look he was going for. I was going for the Bret Hart thing, so maybe for the Bret Hart look. I don't know. Steve was uh, so happy with the Bret Hart one, two, three kid mm, similarities. Oh, he loved uh, it. Jesus, he loved it. For a first match, you know, in in real world in seven years, I thought he did quite quite well, quite well. Definitely, it was. He was a bit slow never, to start, but he he once he because he got comfortable. I think yeah, he was definitely. You, you can see he's all feel, in. Should I say? Hey, you can see he's kind of feeling out what his own limits are. I think with regards yeah. to what he can, what he can do, and what he kind of needs to adjust. Would say, um, mm-hmm. yeah, there was a lot of stuff I thought he done really good. It, my favorite spot of the match was the counter of the coffin drop. Coffin drop. He just, just up, done the Undertaker sit up, <laughs> and he had the big happy laugh on his face. All it reminded me of was Samoa Joe doing the walk off from the likes of the BME and cross bodies and stuff like that. I just I love when people have innovative ways of avoiding dives. So for yeah. something like this, I was just like, just yeah. get out of the way. <laughs> so yeah, it's like innovative. what do you got to do? Most people just stand there and look at them until they hit them. You know. Yeah. What have you got to? What have you got to do? Oh, I just need to sit up. Well, fucking sit up. So and he did, and it looked really good. Uh, and the timing of it was perfect because he didn't do it before Derby jumped. Darby was literally in midair, so it was just timed within a couple of seconds so perfectly that it was, yeah, good shit, pal. And to be fair, like we, we said it, I think, two weeks ago, that this match, you know, it was CM Punk's debut, but it's, it was all about putting over Darby Allen. Oh, yeah. And like he looked a million dollars in there. Yeah, but, but you couldn't have let Darby win. Like it's no, as much as it was putting Darby over, you, you, you needed to let Punk get the but win there. That, but that was exactly it. And that's exactly what we said as well. We, we said Punk is going to win, but the winner of the. The match is going to be Darby Allen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he, he gets more of a rub out of this than Punk does for for the win. Oh, 100%, oh yeah. yeah. Um yeah, just it was it was it was so good. Um for, for, for what it was, it was I thought it was really, really good. Um nice sign of respect afterwards. I just find it bizarre that oh my god, in wrestling someone can lose a match but still get over. What is this? Weird, crazy booking. <laughs> we have never been used to that. Never before. were. Never worked, pal. Never works. Never works. Can't be doing that. And Gordo's favorite a, match of the night. We had about three minutes of static, and then we had <laughs> another match. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I went and took a shit. I went and took a giant fucking QT Marshall. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like I said, this match served its purpose. It was the palate cleanser between the two main events. What, a little go, a little we go take a gun club? I agree. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I a wouldn't Suzuki have had him. Club? <laughs> oh God, no! Suzuki no, Goon, Goon, <laughs> hired Goons. Uh, main event. They they saved the championship match for last. Omega Christian Cage delivered again. As soon as they announced that this was the main event, or that it, it was leaked, at least it was the main event. You knew we were getting a debut afterwards. Yeah, obviously, I didn't think we were getting two, but we I knew we were getting a debut after it. Figured it was going to be Brian. Mm. Yep. Which made what actually happened even better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I 
I only, weirdly enough, I only caught their Impact title match. I only caught up on it during the week. Um, So good. I I think the Impact match was better, but uh, the actual match, bell to bell. Slightly. If the Impact match was as good a match as those two guys would ever have, and so if we rate that as a 10, would say, for what they can do together, this match was easily a 9. It was up there. It was up Mm -hmm. there. It was very good. Um, I did prefer the other one, but I think part of that was probably because of the surprise you know, the shock factor of the finish. Um, and just the, the, the one winged angel off the middle rope just looks so fucking devastating. Moving, it's amazing. Like, yep. yep, the only moment that comes close to it is the fucking end of days, which is madness. The end Too of happy for, days now. Yeah, the end of happy days, yeah. <laughs> Fuck's sake, Fitz. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if I just but to be get, fair, great match. Like if, we're, great if, we, if, we rolled, if we rolled back four or five weeks when we realized or when we were told that hangman page wasn't getting the match at the pay-per-view or when that became a reality looking back with hindsight now would would it have been better or worse and different i, I, think I don't think this was the plan all along no this i don't think it was either but i think like if this was a case of it was going to be the crowning moments like there's probably other places that you could have done these debuts just mm. this, this, all, this all just I think those debuts happen just right now because of what happened with Hangman and yeah. they, they haven't to change the match otherwise I, this wouldn't they wouldn't have happened here one of them would have been safe for Arthur Ashe uh, we probably would have got the Adam Cole debut maybe here uh, on this show maybe not in this ma- in the Omega match maybe after the Young Bucks match or something but um, now to be yeah, fair a, a Brian, to, um, I, I feel like Brian would have been held off until Arthur Ashe to be fair to um, to Hangman apparently Tony Khan has confirmed that Hangman did ask for time off. Yep. To to obviously be at home and, you know, be there. As a novel idea, it is for wrestlers to be there for his wife and support during childbirth and all that sort of stuff. So it's 2021, fair play to him. Uh, so maybe that led into the decision. Who's to say? But uh, interesting. Um, he's going to get a hell of a reaction when he comes back. Oh, because yeah. You have to imagine it's pretty soon as well. They're building up to it with the Dark Order stuff. Exactly, but it, it's so funny that with all these debuts, you know, you've got your Debrys, your Brides, even um, Coles, all these sort. People are still talking Hangman. He's not getting lost in the conversation. So yeah. people, people are keeping him there at front of mind. He's going to do big things, and I still think he's going to be champion before the end of the year. What's the next pay per view? Is it Full Gear next? Uh, full Gear November thirteenth, Saturday. Two yeah, it's back, to, it's back to a Saturday. It's back to a Saturday, which is good. Yeah, nice. Two months to build to that big match and finally have him beat Kenny, or do you do you have to go Brian Kenny for the next one? Uh, now at this stage, pass. I think he has to beat Kenny. He has to kick out of a one wing. I know. He, I know. He has Kenny to beat. But is, do for the next pay per view, is it going to be Brian Kenny, or do you, do you I burn that in the meantime might. and then go? I think on. that's your Arthur Ashe. That's a two-week build. Yeah, but they, it's just, it's a venue that they haven't sold out yet, as far as I'm aware. It um, has. It, they didn't say on Dynamite this week, or it was. It has sold more tickets than any other show they've ever had already, though. Yeah, it'll be the most attended AEW mm. show of all time. But I think it's still not sold out. Let me just check that wrestling Twitter account, which is fantastic. If you haven't checked it out. 
um, wrestling tickets. Oh, oh yeah, they're very good for tracking that stuff, actually. Um, yeah, uh, you, you talk away, I'll suss it out. Yeah, well, Fitz is checking that. Um, yeah, so obviously, as we've kind of mentioned a couple of times throughout, after this match, after Kenny retains the title, we uh, we get in a bit of a promo and then the lights go out when Kenny mentions that uh, everyone who could beat him, uh, was it, is they're either... They're either not here, retired, not here, or retired, dead. Not here, retired, or they're dead. And then the lights yeah. go out. And, uh, you know, it's all about that boom. It's all about that boom for Adam Cole, baby. It's fantastic new music because it's very good. It's very, it's it very is. Undisputed Era-esque, but it's very good. Yep, and I am totally okay with that because the Undisputed yep. Era team is fucking fantastic. It's actually still one of my alarms in the morning because uh, it's nice and loud. <laughs> I find it's... setting an alar- an alar- a, a team song as an alarm starts to ruin it. I had put Cult of Personality as my alarm for a long time and I had to just not, just to stop ruining it for me. <laughs> uh, I, I don't mind it as much, especially, it's not as bad now that, you know, they don't use it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he comes out, obviously he was looking like he was going to be defending Christian or whatever. Oh yeah, it was a bit of a beatdown, sorry, there was a couple of lads laid out, like Jungle Jungle Boy, Jack Boy, Perry, and Luchasaurus and all them, and uh, yeah, so uh, Adam Cole then decides to super kick Jungle Boy. And uh, yeah, the Elite is reunited. Uh, then obviously he has said that he, he actually wants to fight Jungle Boy first. So, um, hmm. yes, please. Yep. Uh, didn't they announce his first matches next week on Dynamite? Who's he facing? Yep. Did they say who's facing? They face, who say who's facing next week? Oh, no, yeah, he's facing um, um, uh, Frankie next week. Frankie, Frankie, yeah. Oh. I'm okay well, with that. probably have wrestled before in ROH, I'd imagine, a few times. Yeah, I think they have a couple of times. Let's just speak to the devil. Adam Cole has now gone live, just gone live on Twitch. Uh, don't go over to him. Those who are in the chat, stay with <laughs> us, please. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, it just was really good. Then obviously we had a, you know, they kept spouting on about obviously the return of the elite. Everyone's big, mad, happy. Kenny's about to bid us adieu. So goodbye and good. Who? How? How big was the pop? How big was oh, the up pop for Mister Brady? So How much good. bigger would it have been if it had been the final countdown, though? Oh. <laughs> yeah, which costs yeah. a ridiculous amount of money to too fucking license. Too much. Far it's like too 25 much grand to go or something like that? Yeah. That's stupid. Not fucking worth it. That's not worth it. Um, yeah. Let's get the exact figure and Texas typing. You'll know it. Yeah. Let's just say, let's <laughs> think about it. We're, we're here, what, about 40 odd minutes talking about a show that happened a fucking week ago because that's how good this was. Yeah. Yeah, 50,000 per media appearance. So, that, I mean, if they played it every, like, as an entrance, it'd be 50k every week. There's no way they're going to be able to fund that. So, yeah, fair enough. No. And the remixed version of uh, Flight of the Valkyries they have is actually quite good. That's, yeah, I actually kind of mm. like it. And I liked it more on the second listen. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the first time was just drowned out by cheers and shouting and whatnot. That's and true. Yes, yeah, you couldn't, you couldn't properly hear it either. Um, yeah. yeah, it's. It's mad. It was just an amazing show. Um, more so the fact that we're only on the first item of our news. 
we usually don't recap we usually don't recap pay-per-views when they're after happening because they're six days old or usually six or five or six days old by the time our podcast comes around but this one i think you you had to because it, it, was, it, it was, was too good it, i i said it up in our chat it, it's the it was the turning point. It's it's really a turning point in wrestling scene right now because this, this is, is a, a, a big deal. A big yeah, it was yeah. a huge deal to AW and it's going to get a hell of a lot of eye, more eyes on it as was evidenced by the ratings this week which we'll go into I'm sure too. Yeah. Uh, they uh, bet Raw in the demo. Raw got beaten in the demo. Huge. <laughs> Fucking massive. Um, yeah, and TK says said that All Out did over 200,000 buys which WWE haven't done for a pay-per-view in uh, well before the network even yep uh, even back when Raw was doing like four odd million people uh, viewers every week most pay-per-views were only doing around about 180 to 200,000 buys hmm. so with like a third of the weekly viewership if not less AEW has managed to hit 200,000 that's massive That yeah. they've got such a buzz about them they've managed to the big thing for them is how loyal the fan base is insofar as they're they have no problem dropping the money on this. I think the four pay-per-views a year really helps. Um I wouldn't be surprised to see them maybe bump it up to six. I think there'd be a market six there for it, possibly. Uh, like, I don't like, see them go with a full one a month. I don't, I think they're too, I think they're more no. clever than that. I think six and then the uh, essentially every two months and then the alternate months off of that, you do like a special dynamite or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I think that could possibly be where they go market wise. Uh, but like the likes of the specials and stuff like that that they're working on, actually, Jordan literally just typed it. They're doing like upcoming TV specials in the New Deal and mm-hmm. stuff like that. That like they're, they're turned into content machines, but for the right reasons, whereas WWE are turned into content machines that are essentially becoming a laughing stock and a parody of themselves. Speaking uh, of the WWE content machine, I think I'm after finally flipping over to the Fitz brand of thinking. Way. Given up on I'm the content, d- d- done with main roster. Uh, I, like I, I'll probably be a case of I'll I'll probably read what you and Steve were talking about while watching Raw live and see if I'll bother checking something out. Uh, SmackDown, like we're usually streaming for SmackDown, I'll have it on the background maybe. But yeah, I'm not actively going to go try and look at main roster stuff anymore. It's, I think I'm done with it. It's, it's literally unfortunate. It feels like a tradition for me at this point. I'm finding it so hard to. I I want Gordo. to. Oh, no. you're in you're in an abusive relationship <laughs> I, I am I, I'm, 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 I'm full Stockholm Syndrome on this um, Look, he's, he's not going to stop beating you if you stay there it's just going to get worse problem for me is there's still so many people there that I like watching and I want to I hold out in the hope that eventually they're going to do something right for them now in reality one of the people who's near the very top of that list may not be with the company in around about four months time mm. um, there's a segue there's a fucking segue. Do you like that one? I was fucking planning that one for a while. Um, yeah, no, look, there are, like, there's certain people there. You have, like, your Keith Lees, obviously, who I'm a massive fan of. Um, obviously, the one I was hinting at there, who we'll get to in a sec, Kevin Owens. Obviously, I'm a cross guy. I get he's not everyone's cup of tea. But, you know, there's certain people there that I'm like, I want to watch in the hope that these people will eventually get the creative and the chance to show what they can do. But, it's just it's not coming at this stage. It's it, it it's it's a hard watch sometimes. And the worst thing is, Raw this week for the first half was actually quite good. I really enjoyed the first half of it. Oh yeah, the, the tag team turmoil was very good until they decided to stop it halfway through and fucking yeah, the rest and of the show and then go back to it. Yeah, and the worst thing is, I even wasn't totally 
it, it pissed me off, but not to a point of I was done. But I was like, okay, right, it's something different. They're trying something a bit different with it. Maybe it's a chance to just give the New Day guys a bit of a break because they're going to run the gauntlet and then get taken out by MVP and Lashley at the end. And that's how MVP and Lashley get their title shot. Yada, 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 it's going to be fine. But as soon as in the Drew Sheamus match, which was the first match after this, again, very good match. very good, actually, yeah. They had a very good match. But how did they end it? Roll, roll up. And that was the turning point of the night. <laughs> was it a roll-up? The show I was, was a fucking With a handful of the, tights, yes. The show plummeted. Oh, Seamus did the old cheeky roll-up, did he? Yep, mm-hmm. so he got himself a title shot against Bleeding Priest out of it. But the overall quality of the show plummeted from that moment on. It was frightening. It was It was just, it was, watch, thinking back about it afterwards, I was messaging Steve after the show ended, and I was like, it really felt like a show of two halves, and you can literally trace it back to from the moment of the roll-up, that's when it went back to same old Raw. And he was like, fuck, it actually was. Um, it was so bad. And this was 24 hours after this amazing show that we spent half an hour mm. eulogizing and talking about how fucking great it was and hyping it up to high heavens because it deserves it. And then we had, like... We had Karrion Cross was on Moist TV. Now him and Morrison a backstage edition of Moist yeah, TV. Him and Morrison had some great matches outside of WWE. I've actually really enjoyed some of their matches they've done before because it's a good styles make matches kind of thing. They do. They actually match up very well. It was like three minutes, <laughs> so he didn't even get a chance to show on with it. Uh, we had Charlotte against Toilet. Yeah, um, <laughs> how did that go this week? Dirt. Uh, Fancy store bought dirt? No, that stuff has nutrients. Okay. Uh, Nikki Ass and Rhea Ripley uh, beat the tag champs. That was straight after the Drew Sheamus match, actually. To so be, you know, surely they need to be now number one contenders, you know, but there's people at SmackDown that have beaten the champs twice and still haven't gotten a tag match. Yep, Justice for Knox. Uh, what else <laughs> do we have? Uh, yeah, Reggie against Tazawa. Neat. And then, yeah, uh, Last year, MVP came back and won the tag team turmoil. So they're number one contenders to face Riddle and Orton. Uh, that's Raw covered, everybody. Um, oh. We don't need to get back to that shit. Um, Ooh, that's yeah, bad. It was. <laughs> the first half was fantastic. The second half was fucking terrible. Uh, it's an it's ending. Really that's enough. Painful. He's not. He's not <laughs> wrong. Uh, but the pain is nearly over for one man. He's oh, close. I can't take it anymore. He's only got four more months to survive, Nicky. If he wants out, we could have the reunion of Mount Rushmore, if he wants it. What's a Mount Rushmore, Gordo? Uh, I believe it's a really, really old wooden ship used during the Civil War era. (laughs) Bringing it back. Uh, Uh, Yeah, so Mr. Kevin Owens, uh, confirmed by Sean Rassap of Fightful, that uh, back near the start of the pandemic, certain WWE contracts were restructured. And as a result, as part of it, uh, Mr. Owens' contract comes to an end, not in 2023 as originally thought, but actually in January of 2022. Which is so very soon. Four months from now, Kevin Owens mm. could be a free agent. Um, it's weird. Before last Sunday, I would have said Owens is going to be a lifer. I think 
Yeah, he seems comfortable. It's a decent paycheck. Obviously, he's got a wife, kids, a whole lot. Now I'm not so sure. Last, last month, uh, the last month, yeah. not even just last month, the last month, the buzz, Ada, we've got it. Uh, well, they've handled things, the big names coming in, the and the, the way they've talked up about how like, the, the punks tied talking, I think Daddy Brian mentioned it as well about the treatment, uh, how the AW handed the Brody Lee stuff. Uh, I think that that is a big thing for a lot of wrestlers. The, they treat the their employee, I say employees, a lot of wrestlers are better god directors, but they treat the wrestlers well. As opposed to WWE, it's you know, not, not if you're Brian shows. Cage, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> let's not touch that one. Yeah, let's not touch that one. That's that's, that's a weird one. Um, yeah, look, it's the way I looked at AEW treats them nearly more. It's not even workers. It actually, like, you see the clips of messing around with stuff backstage. It actually feels like a weird kind of family kind of an atmosphere of it. You know, it really feels that close knit that kind of. Obviously, there's, you know, there's that many people working there. Not everyone is going to be best mates kind of thing. But the overall atmosphere just feels so positive, um, with the exception of Brian Cage. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it's... It's an amazing what happens when people enjoy what they do. Yeah, mm. like, the, the one thing, I actually, I watched back the full media scrum from after the show, actually. Just, I know we're harping on the all out again, so we'll try and move on quickly. Um the one thing that popped into my head watching it, find yourself a girl who looks at you and talks about you the way Tony Khan treats his roster. <laughs> mm-hmm. People yeah, are like, oh my God, he's fanboying over him. No, he looks like a man who just, he's so happy to be working with these people. He enjoys what he does. He enjoys who he works with. Obviously, the man, he's a very wealthy man, so he's able to afford to be able to do all this stuff and he can do basically whatever the hell he wants. But he's surrounded himself with good people that he enjoys spending his time with. And he it looks like he really, really cares about these people. And that says a lot for who they can bring in. Yeah. Yeah, now, they're, they're two years in the business. Um, they have evolved their roster quite considerably. You know, Daniel Bryan, keep calling him that, Bryan Danielson, uh, correctly put over the fact that, you know, He's now in AEW because of the work and the foundations put in by the OG stars who've cultivated the environment to generate the fan interest and the the, the raucous crowds that attend the shows. You know, is this the honeymoon period? Are they still in it? How long will it last? You know, Brian Cage coming out, well, Brian Cage's wife coming out and saying that he's been misused. You know, this is probably the first time Outside of, um, oh, I can't think of her name. The kind of race stuff. Evelise. Evelise, You know, it has the feeling of an Evelise thing where it's kind of like a a sourness to it. So it it doesn't seem like a genuine grievance, more so that's just someone that, you know, thinks that they should be bigger and better than they are. So hopefully that's just an isolated incident. But, you know, how long can they rave the, ride this wave of goodwill uh, and keep it pushing on. That's what I'd love to know. Yeah. I mean, if they keep, it's... like, they, every now and again you do something like this where you bring in the big names and stuff, that you can keep it going for a long time. Uh, obviously, you'll need something like that to get more mainstream attention as people eventually fade off, get more fans back. But uh, if if they keep doing what they're doing right now 
um, yeah. with interest and keep up the quality of the shows. Like, I don't see why they can't be neck and neck with Raw in the next year or two. Yeah, it's like Jordan said in the chat there. Uh, CM Punk had a great line about Brian and the post uh, pay-per-view scrum. He said, you know, he hated the other place. Brian loved it, but he still left. That says something. So, yeah. you know, it's not people leaving WWE because they're unhappy there and going over to AEW. That is happening. But it's also people who are genuinely happy in WWE, like uh, Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson was, and Adam Cole. They didn't have bad words to say about it. They just wanted to be creatively free and have more fun and be in a place that's thriving rather than be limited creatively and uh, probably professionally as well. So, you know... W- Mick Foley put out a video during the week saying that, you know, AEW is the, the rising star and the WWE need to take note. He's not wrong. You know, he got a, a bit of slack from it by the, the WWE stands, but he didn't say anything that really wasn't true. You know, we've yep. been saying this for a long time. The WWE have been lax and um, creatively uh, bankrupt. If you're uh, even like, if you're even like the likes of an AJ Styles, for example, you know, he's in the twilight of his career. I'm sure five years ago, he would have loved to have gone to AEW. He would have been there in a heartbeat. But, you know, he's 46, I think, give or take, maybe a couple of years younger. Oh, he's a, he so is a lifer. He's oh, yeah. not going he is now because, you know, his body is probably broken up from yeah. all the years. He's on probably a serious contract. And he sees a career post ring in WWE as well. He's openly talked about being an agent and you know, producer backstage. So, you know, he, he's he's doing that shtick. So let him be. But, you know, if you're a younger talent, and this is the point that's been made kind of throughout the media circles, why would you choose to go to WWE over AEW right now? If you were a young, pros- uh, promising professional wrestler, why would you go to WWE? Let's just say it moved me to a bigger house. <laughs> like it's money that's literally like towards the end of your career yeah I, I, like that's where you need to go right now just to get a bit of money uh if you haven't got enough saved up already but if you yeah, if you're new i would not be looking now the nxt is starting to turn the other direction as well i'd have no interest in going anywhere near the wwe if if you wanted to get your name out because you're not going to make it big in wwe right now if you're an indie star yeah they've openly said it they're not hiring indie stars anymore yep so they if you do, you do, you do, you'll end up in a fucking new NXT that's just developmental and they're looking for big guy, uh, big athletic non-wrestlers to train. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Gonna like just... They've signed Gable Stevenson this week. So he's confirmed to be property of WWE. To fair though, he not like he's a big lad, but he is mm-hmm. ridiculously athletic as well. He's not, now, this is not a disrespectful thing to footballers either he's not like you know you're bringing in a guy who's a failed fucking nfl offensive tackle or tight end who you know he's a big corbin corbin was defensive end i think um different shark Ted. slightly different slightly different shark but it's you're not like you're bringing in one of these guys who obviously you know there's a certain amount of you know you have to be sturdy whatever he's a lad who like i don't know if any of you saw the olympic finals where he won the final the final go around he has for well, like fucking five seconds left to manage to get that final takedown. Just he's 
he's got a certain level of athleticism to him that he is going to be different to 99% of the fucking other people they bring in. Um, delighted they got, delighted for his sake they signed him. I'm sure he's getting well paid out of it. But this was WWE getting spooked. Like, they said he's signed an agreement. They haven't said he's a, he's a, when he's officially reporting to the PC. They have done anything like that. It's just a case of, oh, yeah, he has a deal. It could just be a case of uh, nearly a first preference sort of thing. He may not even go down the wrestling road. They haven't really said that much about it yet. So it's going to be, I think it'll be interesting to see where it goes. Maybe it's just me. They just threw a big bag of cash at him and said, don't go anywhere else. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Um, but yeah, like he, he is someone who could be a big deal for them. Uh, I said, the I, problem I, think, I, I would have with, with that signing, and this isn't even a problem per se, it's more a... Uh, a potential problem is that you know she, like no one can argue with his athletic background you know you you've seen people come through like Brock Lesnar Kurt Angle even Dolph Ziggler to a degree who has that pedigree and background of of amateur wrestling that's not really what people want to see these days sure they want to watch it bell to bell but if you don't have a character or a persona or the ability to talk you're missing probably the key component that people look for right now yeah so until he can deliver that or showcase that, I'm on defense about him. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Fair assessment to have. Yeah, can't can't argue it. Like skeletons um, in the closet. Are we going to touch that? Um, yeah, well, he did. So I don't know. If... I haven't heard anything about it. Oh, there's some allegations going around. Is there, Ian? I haven't heard anything about these. Spill the beans. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm noticing on the floor there appear to be no beans spilled. So, come on, chop, chop. Yeah, um, we, we can allege all we want. We, we can't get yeah, sued yeah. once we say allege in front of it. Yeah, we're here for all the allegiance. Um, one thing we don't need to allege, uh, well, he's talking about that, and we find out what's happening with it. We mentioned it there, the demo. Yes. We're all lost. The, the demo gods take the demo. Yeah, Dynamite was uh, on TNT was watched by 1.319 million viewers on average, second highest in the history of the show, which is huge. Uh, was it 681,000 aged 18 to 49, which is an 0.53 rating, mm. uh, which edged out Raw by 3,000 viewers in the demo. That's a pretty big week for AEW, lads. It between both huge of, uh, from from a content quality perspective with the pay per view to obviously you know you rewatch the show, they had a great show. People tuned in and watched the follow up. Madness, yeah, too hard, lads. And uh, to be fair, fair it was, was it was too hard well. after. Yeah, I was going to say it was too hard after some of the fucking wrestling they've put on this week. Uh, yeah, it was just good. It was. This is the strongest week I can think of any wrestling company having probably since New Japan got the burst, obviously, when Kenny Okada happened at Wrestle Kingdom that time. This is the Maybe biggest. The Kenny Jericho stuff as well. But that yeah. too, yeah. Like, you know, that that kind of year-ish, you know, but like AEW have managed just as, as solid as they've been doing. They've been tipping along and they've been growing so nicely. This explosion in the last week of how everything has gone for them and have hit on pretty much everything is, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just, it's, it's big. And as Antox said in the chat, we've still got a ridiculous Rampage card tonight. Which how the fuck? Good. Yeah, apparently one of the matches there is, good, is crazy good. 
Yeah. Uh, and no Granny surprises Pack. for guessing which one. And mm. def- definitely no prizes now because Fitz is fucking spoiled. <laughs> no prizes. Uh, <laughs> if you do want prizes, Gordo will supply some feet picks for you at no cost. At no cost, because I'm just trying to get rid of them at this stage. However, if you don't want Gordo feet picks, you must pay. Yeah, pay pay to make sure I don't <laughs> send you feed picks. Uh, yeah, what else we got? Uh, yeah, Fitz, uh, yeah, you had to be up uh, trying to trying to get a bit of a purchase going this morning. Oh yeah, I did. OTT, our beloved home promotion, beloved by some. Coming. Uh, know, well, no, not so it, much. Some people anymore, apparently. So toxic. Yeah, they yeah. Can, they can get fucked. They can go fuck themselves. <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm beyond all that. I don't give a fuck anymore. OTT came back and they're running their first show in Dublin in over twenty months due to the stupid yep. fucking pandemic, and it sold out in twenty minutes. Got myself some ticks, so hopefully going to go see it. Bolski might join me if he's uh, healthy again. I'll see. We'll see yeah, my, sur- my surgery is like a week before it, so I'll see how I'm feeling. See how you hold Grand. up and. Do some um, do some dancing to Uptown Funk. Be grand. Yeah, yeah. Because you know that's going to be played. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Well, they're they're calling it All Day Stars. Like, Yeah, it's basically a tribute show, I'd imagine, to, of, of sorts. Yeah. And one William Osprey is on the show, which is also the, you know, people's yeah, opinions so are changing because people throw him in with the same brush. Yeah, so people wouldn't know that they're, they're calling it the All Day Stars show in tribute to Ryan Smile, former... OTT slash NLW champion who sadly passed away during the pandemic age through suicide. So he would have been a good friend of Will Ospreay and Ospreay is obviously coming over to do the show. So there will be some element of a tribute to it throughout the show. I'd imagine it would be fairly emotional for him. Who's doing the dive? Oh, (laughs) someone definitely doing that dive. Someone's doing the system. I'm curious. I'm so curious to see how they're going to work it out with the rings and, you know, Seating Spacing. and how they're going to plan that out. Did you, what's your tickets? Did they have a specific seat on it or? No. No? Uh, I got the early access ones just because I wanted to be a prick and go in and get my own seat. Of course. Yeah. Um, it's in the, the, the KFC arena, I call it. The KRFC, I think it's actually called. <laughs> KFC um, arena. But, <laughs> yeah, it's what it is. Um, and we were there before, so there's a nice little section just back from the ring. The back, we back row. To. Yeah, yeah, like you're five rows from the ring and a wall behind you, so you can stand comfortably. Um, yeah, and you're not blocking you, anyone around. Say, then say back row, back row. You know, on the, the short way of the the yeah, way it lays So hopefully that'll be good. Uh, I'm sure the the boys in the chat, a couple of them might be might making an appearance. If you are, might meet for a beer. Uh, if not, uh, go fuck yourself. And uh, hopefully it'll be a good show. And if you uh, are still protesting about OTT online, kindly go fuck yourself. Oh, well, Fitz's name unless, is colors to the mask. Unless you have a very valid reason, like some people do. Oh, yeah. Don't get wrong. Some do have valid reasons, but others are just doing it for likes. We were over this on the mm-hmm. Twitch chat uh, on Twitch the other night. You can see some people are literally doing it for the clout, uh, whereas other people do have legitimate reasons with it. So, uh, uh, yes, yes, it did, Jordan. Jordan that's exactly did. how it ended. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but again, like, I, I'm not holding OTT to account for that. Uh, no, an, yeah, an employer no. is not responsible for its employees' actions. Yeah, yeah, no, hundred uh, percent. Look, let's see see how things go for them. Uh, I hope it goes well. Um, yeah, as Jordan said, uh, the last thing on OTT was uh, 
ended with he who must not be named and Eddie Kingston cutting a promo on John Moxley. And uh, yeah, just to see the different paths. Obviously, Kingston is now went from being on the verge with of no Moxley longer being in wrestling to now teaming with Mox and getting paid more money than he probably ever gotten paid to wrestle. And uh, what David Starr is a baby step up from Jimmy Havoc at this stage. Um, I'm up, I wouldn't even say up. No, unless uh, well, he's been castrated, he hasn't suffered enough yet. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, and you know what? Good fucking riddance to him. Um, mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. you know we've we've always had a fairly solid line on this. Good riddance to the people who are pieces of shit, uh, but at the same time, we want OTT to succeed because it gives it, it gives people a chance to get better, and it's just great to have wrestling great, on the island of Ireland. On our great wrestling, door. yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, um, kind of wary of the time as well. Uh, Quick run through NXT because it was a very good show as well. Yeah, opened up for Kaylee Ray against Moontime. What a fucking match! I really enjoyed mm-hmm. this. Um, Is that her new name now? I wouldn't well, be surprised. Moontime, <laughs> ah, probably. Um, they had an they, interesting they, promo with her afterwards after she lost, saying like uh, she basically seems like she's going to slightly reinvent herself again. This what I kind of yeah. got the vibe out of it. She she should be the women's version of what Balor was when he went back down. Yeah, 100%. I said it months ago. She's fantastic. She's had one bad match and all the time she's gone back down and it was with, was it Ali or Jesse Kamea? One or the two of them. Neither of them mm-hmm. are good anyway. Uh, she, so she's had one off match. It was Aaliyah. Uh I remember it now. Good Lord, repressed memories. Uh, but yeah, it was, she was the perfect person to put into with Kaylee Ray to leave the US fans who wouldn't have seen much of Kaylee Ray except for in the build up to that war games match that time see much of it. Um yeah, just really fun opening to it. Led into something very different. Uh the Bachelorette Party. Uh yeah. That was Not good. Really, yeah. The Bachelorette was alright. The Bachelor Bachelorette was, was fun. Great. The Bachelor Party was where the fun was at. Um uh, yeah, basically the bachelorette party, the only thing you really need to know about it is there was a bit of a, you know, couple of toasts and then it was decided that Indy and Candace were going to go spy on the bachelor party. Yeah. Uh, match of the night, possibly, up next. Santos yeah, versus Carmelo Hayes. Mm, very good match. Uh, does the man have anything but great matches? It's true. Escobar is the, fantastic. Yeah, he's... Worst thing is, I hate to say it, I, I was having the same thoughts about Andrade three or four years ago, and look what happened with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's just so good. Uh, Carmelo as well. I know Steve's a big fan of his. Uh, he has been, he was singing his praises even before the breakout tournament. Uh, just again, very fun match. Don't think, at, at the moment, I don't think either of these guys can put a foot wrong. Um, yeah, fantastic. Uh, Creed Brothers won a tag match. They're the new guys who were in Diamond Mine. They don't look. They look decent, actually, in the ring. They were. I mean, there's powerhouses basically, which doesn't really fit too much into the mind, but yeah, the, 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 a bit of the variety in there. I suppose. The powerhouses that I think have collegiate wrestling backgrounds, yeah, so there's kind of going to be a kind of a nice little middle ground to possibly be hit there. Um, yeah, they'll work as enforcers. I think for everything else they're going to do. Um, Eo and Zoe Stank against Casey and Caden. Again, just a solid match. Can't yep. really. I've like Doug wrong. I think there's been better women's tag matches that they've had for those belts, but at the same time, you'd never get a bad match with those four. They're all solid. 
So yeah, exactly. done its job. I mean, tease uh, the whole kind of Eo and Zoe still having tension, but yeah. still getting along thing. Yep, you know, it's kind of nearly right. We'll get along for the sake of keeping the titles, but I don't like you sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll come back to the next segment because uh, that's where <laughs> the fun was. Uh, Mei Ying. First match. First match, and she won with the fucking Tongan death grip. <laughs> what a fucking match. Uh, loved it. Loved it. More of it. Uh, yeah, no, she just absolutely squashed someone in like two minutes. It was grand. And the main event, the last match of the era. Fucking MSK defeated Danny Birch and Oni Lorcan in, again, another very solid tag match. Mm-hmm. And then uh, after the match, um, Pete Dunn and I can't think of his name right now. Uh, Ridge Holland. Ridge Holland turned on Danny Birch and Oni Lorcan. So they're separating yes. up that team. Yep. Um, yeah, kind of surprised. Kind of surprised at that. But uh, it, was, it was fun. It was it was a solid match. Interesting to see what way to go with this now. Like who's the face and who's the heels in the I'm assuming they're thing. keeping Pete Dunn as heel. I'd imagine. I'd imagine so. He makes he makes sense. Like Danny and Oni were faces before with their one two thing fans got behind them, they'll yeah. do it again. Like. And even even there tonight the fan, or tonight, hear me, uh Tuesday night the fans were kinda of getting behind it a bit as well. Bo I think back a couple of years, we had a very, very fun trip to Dublin. We went to an OTT show and everything for your stag. Mm-hmm. Which one do you reckon was better, yours or Dexter Loomis's one? Oh, I mean, if I didn't go back, murder people you, at my one. Yeah, like, there was no chloroform. No, you know, no, no laser <laughs> tag, no chloroform. What the fuck was this segment? Oh, so good. It was. It was the just bonding incredible. The, the bonding, bonding moment. moment. There were. Yeah, it was obviously it's the the cast of who was it? It was Loomis, Gargano, the Zombie Ref, yep, uh, Drake Maverick, Cameron Grimes, and uh, Odyssey Jones. Yes. Uh, yep. So they take part in obviously a lot of the kind of traditional, you know, bachelor party stuff. So they went doing go karting. Uh, axe throwing, moon bounces, and finished up with a bit of laser tag. Uh, obviously, throughout the whole thing, there was you know just moments where Loomis was trying to help Johnny when it came to the axe throwing. Uh, kind of worked a bit as a team throughout the laser tag. Took out payoff. Zombie Ref in the go karting so Johnny could win. Yeah, so Johnny could win. The big part, the big payoff at the end, he got the high five. He took out all the, the other team in the laser tag separately by choking them out or doing whatever with them so Johnny could shoot them. And Johnny was happy. Yep, Johnny was happy. So Johnny repaid the high five. And they're all one big happy family. Yes, Deliverance, this is all still on the rest of the show. <laughs> I swear to God, it was actually, I was actually fucking a really, really good segment. I genuinely recommend going back it's and watch it. probably up on YouTube, it. It I give a watch. Uh... Yeah, I'm feeling this up on YouTube. It was, it was, it was just, it was good fun. It was something a bit different. It was a bit silly, but it broke stuff up nicely. I'm really um, interested to see how they do the wedding next week because obviously it's the, the brand new NXT next week. So that I'm interested to see what they do anyway and possibly dreading, but we'll see how it goes. But uh, the wedding, yeah. I'm interested to see what they do because you know, wrestling weddings, but wrestling weddings oh, always go so great. Yeah. I kind of hope they go ahead with it. 
because index it's just a true story of uh yeah Rena, not even gonna fucking answer that <laughs> not even gonna fucking touch that Loomis is won by a mile said. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was just again. It was, I thought it was just a really good NXT. I thought it was, it, it was a good way to end the era. It, it, well, not a good way to end the era. Like I said, obviously there was a lot of people on it who weren't a part of the era. But like the uh, pay per view was the like the take pay per view was the proper the takeover was the proper payoff. Then they kind of treaded water to the crossover. Um, but it was a solid show to end the era. I thought it. I thought it ended the era on a bit of a high, especially considering for a couple of months they were kind of going through a bit of a lull. But yeah, it was it was good. Solid. Uh, so yeah. Um, we can't go without talking about Dynamite this week. And MJF. Bastard man. Oh, oh boy, he healed it up good, didn't he? Bastard uh, we, man. I was watching with Lisa and when he was going... First time he kind of went down to the sister and all, he was like, uh, oh, he should have made reference to her uh, junkie mother <laughs> immediately after she said that. <laughs> Straight it's away. Like, oh, Methany. <laughs> that popped me something good. Uh, Man knows how to get heat. That he does. Like, obviously this was cleared beforehand or it wouldn't have happened. So, like, oh, of course. No, no, che- no cheap pops here. But, like, still, having the balls to even say, here, I've got an idea. How about I talk about your meth-addicted mother, your dysfunctional family that's just been all over the media for the last year through Dark Side of the Ring. That cool? Yeah? Sound. And apparently, she actually went into labor either that night or the following day after that promo. (laughs) So, like, quality shit. More of this, please. Um, Less of the Max Caster-style controversy, more of the MGF-style controversy. Yes, please. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Reem with the shout out Pillman. Bless him. He, he can't cut a promo for shit, but uh, <laughs> I I love his energy. I think I think part of that this week was the excitement. It's the biggest fucking. It's the biggest crowd he's probably ever had to cut a promo in front of. It's his it's hometown. Yeah. I think that was a massive part of it. Obviously, he got the big reaction with the welcome to the jungle line. He knew what he was trying to get to with the payoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the same time, I reckon he would have had better fucking backup if Julia Hart came out instead of Griff because Griff got bitched out something fierce. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was in the eyes. Yeah, Jesus Christ! Uh, yeah, no, it was. It was just a good segment. Uh, MJF was just an absolute heat magnet. Obviously, they're paying off the whole what's going to happen with Wardlow, and there's a bit of tension there. Um, yeah, it's it's that match. That match is tonight, isn't it? Oh, yeah, no, it's, it's next week. Match, yeah. No, I think they said it was tonight because they were. It's tonight or it's the next week. It's Pillman and Caster tonight. Yeah, that Pillman Caster it. tonight. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and the tag match, I think, is. Oh, the, the tag match is at uh, Arthur Ash. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that because like Caster is always solid enough in the ring. Obviously, gets lost in his talking. Um, so yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, should be a part of another great rampage show tonight. Uh, mm. That card looks fucking stacked. Um, Pinnacle defeating Dark Order to continue the spiral for them. Hannah, Hannah, <laughs> Hannah, Hannah, Hannah. Yeah, like Hannah, this is obviously end- going to be ending once we get Hangman back, and he's going to sort out the Dark Order again. But it's just a matter of how long they go before they do it. It's such easy shit, but it's brilliant. Like I'm, I know Steve said to you know if he was calling the the AW roster, he'd get rid of 90% of Dark Order. 
I was like, nah, they're just such a good unit, you know. And it it, it was only reinforced and even made better after the sad passing of Brody Lee that they've become this, you know, special group of people, really, I suppose, for want of a better phrase. You know, they're they, they are lifers if they want to be. They they all contribute in their own way. And like you've got obviously Evil Uno and Stu Grayson as a tag team. Either of those could have kind of a mid card singles run. Stu could probably even go main event if you buffed up a little bit more. John Silver is obviously John Silver. He's fucking he's a star. Um even in mm-hmm. that tag match he was he was the star of the show. Um Alex Reynolds eh, he'll be a tag guy. I don't think he'll have, be much more than that, but serves that purpose quite well. Uh, five and ten, great in their own rights. Um, we still need to see what's going to happen with Colt, Colt and Punk. Yeah, on the same they show. were both there tonight, or on that show, aren't you? Because they're yeah, both on the show. So, so I I need to see what happens there because you know there's no way that they haven't talked or at least you know said hi to each other. They're they're too much. They're too long in the tooth to avoid that shit. Um, so yeah, I'm all about that. Now you've got Anna Jay back as well. If like they could easily swerve us and bring in Bray or someone else as the the leader of the Dark Order, it's going to be interesting. But I'd love for it to be Hangman because that's just what we've been led to believe for so long. It's, yeah. If he can unite them, get the momentum behind him again, build up his wins through the rankings where he's undeniable, get his match with Kenny at either full gear or wherever. Uh, kicks out of the one winged angel and wins the belt. To give the shit. people what they want. Go ahead. No, I was going to say it's where the story is, um, but it also leads into the fact of it gives him the backup to counter the elite and that he's the first person who's going to get a fair fight. Yeah. So, you know, you're going to get, would say, I don't know, let's say Silver taking Adam Cole out. You're going to have, let's say, Uno and Grace taking out the Bucks, Silver, uh, uh, Reynolds and fucking, uh, fucking Alan Angels taking out the Good Brothers. You know, you can already compare these guys off as to who's going to take out who. Uh, yeah. Nakazawa probably gets outsmarted by one of TJ. Uh, no, you'd, have Na- you'd have Nak versus Cabana. Oh, that's true, actually, yeah. Uh, Cutler <laughs> gets outsmarted by one of TJ because he's a fucking stooge. <laughs> so you know it's again it all writes itself and you can nearly pair these guys off already as to what way they can do it in such a way that he, that's how hangman he will get his fair fight and you can nearly do the whole thing of having matches to see you know get people banned from ringside certain people yeah. from dark order have to beat you know and you nearly have the factions against each other it's weeks of tv in that no steve we have not spent our time talking about mayo uh um, own. Go Tyrone. Tyrone for Sam. To be fair, nothing has <laughs> nothing has unified. The, the, the similarities between how the country is unified against Tyrone at the moment with how unified the wrestling world is, for the most part, about how good All Out was. Mm-hmm. The similarities I'll of how go. unified the worlds are. There's a small percentage who are liking, who are on the opposite side of the fence. And that's fine. But they're wrong. <laughs> Everyone's entitled to their opinion. But their opinion is wrong. Their opinion can be wrong. <laughs> but they're entitled to have it. Although, has Steve's absence today turned himself heel and in turn turned Mayo heel? Oh. Mm. Oh. Oh. Harsh. Harsh words. 
Harsh words. He's not going to look forward to this at all. He's going to hate this. There's very little <laughs> Mayo talk. Yeah, well, fuck him. The problem, is, the problem with Mayo is they don't have a marquee forward. And I really hope yeah. he listens back to it so he'll hear this. Because that'll set him <laughs> off. Um, what about Collins? Oh, Collins is he, Collins, Col- Collins is Collins and O'Reilly. <laughs> that fucking, that GAA stream, man. What a day. Oh, what a day. I think yeah. the only thing left to do is wish uh, Triple H well in his recovery from his cardiac incident. Oh, man. Incident hell. Poor, poor Tripsky. Cardiac yeah. event, wasn't it? Yes. Apparently it was like um, hereditary, the issue. Yeah, so, some sort um, of heart condition. It's like something like a, a regular heartbeat or something. Like if it's hereditary, you have to have a thing or hole in the heart or something. Yeah. So, now look... Of course, it brought out the worst in Twitter, but at the same time, it also brought out a lot of the best in Twitter as well. Um, mm, like some would say that he just had a broken heart because Adam Cole left him. Yep, yeah. or you know, broken broken heart because they took NXT away from him. Uh, you know, you, you lose your job. Taking things away, way, take things away from people. Also, according to a uh, cultaholic, Disney are in line to buy WWE. Yeah, I reckon in the next two years, the deal could be done. Mm. Oh Jesus! Khan is going to finally get a sale. Fucking hell! I don't know if that's going to be a good thing or a bad thing. Lily will be it's a Disney be princess. A fit. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah! Like if they're PG now, imagine what Disney will do to them. Oh yeah! Make it better. Super PG. Although, like on Disney Plus, and at least over here, you have you know star and stuff so you know you got yeah adult things right yeah yeah nah, it's gonna be 100 percent pg if they buy them uh, put exactly. nxt on star put the rest on disney plus be grand yeah. the, the thing is you could <laughs> see them doing you could see them possibly going the route of having a more adult product that they keep as you would say obviously remember when nxt was network exclusive you could mm. see disney possibly producing content that's just more tailored towards an older audience and keeping it on star you could legit see him doing it if oh, nothing else go. they'll get their their slot for their or their location for their hall of fame disney yeah. <laughs> probably disney world or oh. uh, no more likely but yeah yeah that's going to be a thing yeah see what jordan put in the chat Rowan reigns hanging with goofy i can already hear michael <laughs> cole and here come the big dogs um, and just uh, to yeah. uh trigger gordo before we finish up gordo last week's on, on dynamite uh pride and powerful ftr got a four star rating from dave Meltzer. yeah well do you know what remember a couple minutes ago they said everyone's entitled to their opinion they can just be <laughs> fucking wrong <laughs> The the same show, the Elite versus uh, Jurassic Express and Lucha Bros. Four point two five. Oh fuck you! Get right in the fucking <laughs> fuck off, <laughs> fuck off. You know what? What's that? Tugger's whistle. <laughs> and, uh, just, just, just to really ramp it home, the week before on Rampage, Jurassic Express versus Lucha Bros. Four point five stars. That was a very good match, but I still preferred the revi- the FTR. <laughs> nearly done it again. I nearly you done did, it again. You did. You did. How many notes apologies are you uh, owed us? Ah, fucking all of them. Who knows? Um, (laughs) Yeah, fuck fuck off. That's what I'm going to fucking do one. Um, Do one. If it was in the the dome, it would be seven stars. Sure, wouldn't it? Um, (laughs) No, I don't like you anymore. I was going to say, you know, we know know what matches he likes. What matches did we like? 
So we're going into our best match, worst match. Ooh, another segue here, Jesus, Ooh. all over it tonight. I'm, all uh, over I'm not going to pick this as my winner, but a shout out for the actually universal title match for SmackDown last week. Roman Reigns and Phil Balor was very good. Very, very good. Um, yeah, yeah, that was incredibly good. Um, shit, best, but best um, match. I'd probably go to cage match. It, it hurts me to say that I might have to say it. For over-delivered, though, I'd say Britt Baker and Statlander. I thought, I thought yeah. over-delivered for me in a big way. I'd probably go to cage match as well. well. So it's not a complete whitewash. I'll go with the Baker-Statlander match. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was very good. Just because you couldn't give it to the Bucks. I can't. I can't give it to them. <laughs> I, I just, uh, I just can't. Mirror Kingston. Well, actually, there's there's well. something that divided opinion as well. What did you think of the uh, the ref stuff in that match between uh, Miro and Kingston? It was all right. Uh, all I right. didn't hate it as much as others. You, the, you know, the fact the, that you could the, see the ref knocking off the last of the fucking the the last of the buckle pad, yeah, kind of ruined it a bit. Uh, but that was more the production, not the ref. You know, if we didn't see it on camera, it would have been fine. We would have just assumed that the last bit of it had fallen off and it would have been grand. But the fact that you saw it on camera, I kind of get why people were a bit pissed off pissed off over it. But yeah, it was grand. It is what it is. It keeps the feud going. Yeah. Um, no, that was, that's true. Worst match? Was there a women's match on Raw? Charlotte uh, Naya. Charlotte Naya. It wasn't the worst. They, they, they used the, the special natural selection off the top rope, so... It wasn't yeah. a terrible one. Uh, Nikki Ashley Ripley, to me, a natty. That wasn't a bad match either, though. It wasn't bad either, yeah. Oh, fucking White Paul QT. White QT Marshall. Yeah. I haven't seen it, but I'm going to assume it was uh, that. It feels harsh to do to give it that. No, it's oh, done. Prob- probably. No, actually, <laughs> because, of the, because of the kick, I would nearly give it to Malachi Dustin. That kick definitely missed, but he was already gone before the he kick. Was already gone, that was just so a glazing look. So he was already gone after hitting yeah. the thing. Yeah, yeah. I thought I, I thought they covered it as best they could oh. because yeah, the, the kick was he not usually good doesn't at miss all. that kick. In fairness, no. that's usually something you no, can put. But he's usually not fighting like six worst or match. Seven guys. Worst match because we've seen it a million times. Cesaro Rollins, there it is. Cesaro oh, yeah, Rollins last yeah. week SmackDown. That's the one. Um, right, we'll move on to segments. Best and worst segment. It's got to be the Do we account the aftermath as a segment? That's what I was wondering. Yes, uh, we always do. Yeah. Then yes, we, we, then we've the done it before. I think the president, yeah. the president is there. Post main yeah. event, all out. Yeah, yeah post main event, all out. Um, Massive shout out to the bachelor party. Yep, you've you read my mind. Uh, but mm. yeah, the aftermath was just fantastic. Worst segment, probably something on Raw. Uh, something. Dan Lambert. Uh, Alexa appearing beside Charlotte in the ring. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that's the, the challenger. One. Yeah, yeah, the Alexa Charlotte stuff. Yeah, no, not good. She's in it obviously pre-recorded because Charlotte talked over it segment backstage and then appeared in the ring. Yeah, yeah, not good, <laughs> not good at all. Um, wrestler of the week. Ooh, CM, CM Punk's Punk return match. match. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't look like he missed a beat. Didn't look like he missed a beat. It's got to be punk. And he's still getting them fucking ridiculous pops. And we'll continue to. Uh, yeah. 
Senior Punk. Congratulations. Um, yeah, I guess on that note, it's time for us to take it home, Cody. Um, so if people want more of us at the Alleged Wrestling Podcast, you can get us on all your usual favorite podcast apps. So we're going to be on your iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you're listening now, you're going to get us each and every week. Please also check out both ourselves and a host of other podcasts over on the Wrestling Soup Network, over on WrestlingSoup.com. Uh, please make sure to check it out. As I said, especially the Wrestling Soup guys themselves. They've always been absolutely amazing to us. Uh, please also check out their Patreon as well. Uh, best five euro I spend every month. Uh, worth absolutely every penny. So please check them out. Please also check out our friends at Canvas Theory, www.canvastheory.com. Uh, make sure to use the promo code AWP for Alleged Wrestling Podcast to get 10% off your entire but order. Gordon, when are they shipping to Europe? I don't fucking know when you're asking <laughs> the wrong person. Uh, you can also get us over on Twitter. It's at the AW Pod. Uh, over there, you'll also find a link to our Discord where you can come join our server, have a bit of a laugh with us. Uh, we're, we kind of chat there through like some pay-per-views and stuff like that. And you'll also be able to join in the live recording to our podcasts every week, except this week because we couldn't do it because Steve decided to be a bitch and go for a nap. Yeah, uh, you can also you, find us. You still can. Twitch. We still did it live in Discord. We just. Ah, I, don't, I was trying to. I was trying to get a fucking cheap shot in at Steve last ah, minute. Fair God yeah. damn it, Nick! Um, <laughs> I wanted him to feel kind of bad. They ah, ruined it. Oh, yeah. fuck me uh, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking up yeah. Tyrone. Up, yeah, uh, I know. I know. Hope no, Mayo no. never win in All Ireland. I know they're, they're, they're still the lesser of two evils. Let's be honest. Um, uh, and yeah, oh, one yeah, final shout out as well. One final shout out as well is you can also catch us over on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv forward slash the AWP. Not sure what our plans are for this weekend because there's a lot of drinking and a lot of sport ongoing. But if you drop us a follow over there, costs you nothing to do and you can also turn on notifications. So you'll get notifications every time we go live. Live, pal. So, boys, that's it. That's the end of the hey, show. Nikki? Nikki, I don't have Tugger's whistle. I don't have oh. it, uh, but uh, I'm sure if if I did have it, it would go. Hey, 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 Steve, Steve, what's that sound? <gasps> uh oh, Tiger's whistle. You know what that means? Tiger's whistle's blowing. Means we must be going. No more Russell crowing for you. But now, don't you start to whine. I'll see you again next time, cause there's plenty of more of fighting left to do. Making movies, making songs, and fight around the world. See you next time, everybody. <laughs>